I'm sorry for all that I've done. I'm just a sinner, saved by your love. Though I'm broken, you make me strong. I'm only human, with help from a
Than this world has known. I'm face to face with love Himself. His perfect, spotless righteousness.
Cause nothing on earth is as beautiful as you And you open my eyes to your wonders in you You captured my heart with this love Cause nothing on earth is as beautiful as you
Good afternoon and uh, welcome to our memorial and thanksgiving service. Um, many of you, some of you will have been to this service before and you'll be aware that this year is unusual for everybody in every way. And although this service will be a, a bit different to previous years, we trust that it will still bring you comfort in your feelings of loss. People will be joining us from home as well, and you are most welcome. And uh, despite the change that goes on around us, we pray that through this service, you'll find a moment of peace in the unchanging presence of God. For those of you here in the building, just a few uh, uh, details. Um, unfortunately, you need to keep your mask on at all times. We're not allowed to sing, but you can hum uh, underneath your masks, uh, and we can follow the words on, on the screen. Please uh, keep social distancing as you leave the building. Uh, if you need the toilets, uh, if you can use the ones in the hall at the far end of the building, that would be appreciated. And should we need fire escapes, and I have to tell you this, um, there's a fire escape here and then through the doors and you can go left or right to get out past the kitchen or out the main entrance. Okay. Uh, Rachel was due to be here this afternoon leading the service, but she has been uh, uh, struck down with an illness. So I've, I'm here at the last minute. If things don't run quite so smoothly, you'll appreciate why, I'm sure. Our theme this afternoon is the theme of hope. And we begin with a prayer. As we gather today, may the light of God surround you, the love of God enfold you, and the presence of God watch over you. We come into this space today, both physically and virtually, to remember our losses to grieve, to find comfort, and to walk on the path toward healing, hope, and peace. Amen. Now, because we can't safely get everyone to come forward and light candles, which is the usual practice at this service, uh, and there are those at home who can't be here to light a candle with us, we'll be lighting uh, four special candles uh, symbolically throughout the service. And as we do this, we invite you to remember and hold your loved ones in, in your heart. And there will be uh, some tea lights for you to take home and the folks who are joining online have, I think, received tea lights already. And we invite you then to use those uh, when, when you get home to spend a few moments in remembering your loved ones. And so we come to light the, the first candle, and this is the Christ candle. 
we bring our losses our grief and our hope to God we represent this by lighting this the Christ candle the visible reminder of the invisible spirit walking with us from this candle the candle of hope all other candles during this service will be lit and we're now going to light the second candle which is a candle of memory of the people and losses that we've experienced. And so before we light that candle, let's just spend a few moments in remembering those folks and reflecting, bringing to mind the good times, all the things that we shared with them, giving thanks for our lives with them. And so we light a candle of memory. Of the people and losses, the deaths and endings we are each remembering today. Candle flames are fragile. They can be extinguished with a gust of air. And yet while the candle burns, it radiates light and heat. So long after the candle is extinguished or consumed, the fire of love and life still burns and the memories we cherished remain with us. And now we're going to have our first hymn, uh, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Speaks of God's faithfulness to us through all circumstances. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be.
so we come to our third candle the candle of joy we light this candle to signify that our sorrow and joy are woven together we cannot deny the grief that death or loss brings we must let it spill from our hearts. We must let our sorrow have its time because our joy has had its time. It is because we knew, loved and delighted in our relationships we remember today that we feel such sorrow in their endings. Our joy came first. Because of the joy, we feel grief. Though sorrow is strong, we have hope that there will be a new day when once again our joy in life will be greater than our sorrow. And now Cheryl is going to bring us our reading and then uh, Peter, our vicar, will bring us a short reflection. reading today is taken from Revelation chapter 21, beginning at the first verse. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. 
He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. Those who are victorious will inherit all this, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. This is the word of the Lord. Good afternoon uh, to you in church. Good afternoon to you who are joining us online. Uh, we are few in number in church, but we are here. Those of us who are here are, of course, remembering loved ones, and I'm sure you at home who are joining us are remembering your loved ones too. So thank you for joining us this afternoon. I wonder if you've noticed how many times the word hope has been mentioned in the, in the service so far. It's been mentioned quite a few times, hasn't it? And then the candles, the, the lit candles. John has been lighting, uh, is it four candles? So three candles uh, have been lit so far in the service, and there's another one to come. We've had the Christ candle, the memory candle, and the candle of joy. Lit candles are expressions of hope, aren't they? I love lit candles, especially on a dark winter's night, because a lit candle radiates light and warmth and heat. They radiate hope, if you like, because the light chases away the darkness. And the Bible reading that we've just heard read, Carolyn, uh, that uh, Cheryl has just uh, read to us, from the book of Revelation, radiates hope too. If you're allowed to have a favorite Bible passage, this has to be in my top ten. Why? Because the words and the meaning of the words radiate hope. The very first words of this chapter in Revelation, chapter 21, say this. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. Wow, that needs to stop us in our tracks right there and then. Who's speaking? The reading says, then I saw. Well, the person speaking is the Apostle John, who was, in fact, one of Jesus' 12 disciples. And by the time John writes this book, Revelation, he's an old man. Uh, we don't know exactly how old he was when he wrote this, uh, this revelation or revelations, uh, but it was probably in his 80s. 
And uh, a long time after, of course, he'd been with Jesus and, and seen in person the life and the miracles and the teaching of Jesus. And now here he is in his 80s probably and receiving this most incredible vision of hope. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. Somehow John sees with his own eyes or his spiritual eyes a new heaven and a new earth. And he goes on to say, For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. It's quite some vision, isn't it? Essentially, this earth that we live on, this this earth we inhabit, this earth that we know and love, and yet an earth that is suffering so much. Need I mention coronavirus? Has been renewed. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. And the vision goes on, in its, uh, and in its scope, it is breathtaking, and it's, it, in its grandeur and in its scale, it's breathtaking. He sees a new Jerusalem. Uh, that in itself is incredibly significant, and I haven't got the time to go into why that is now, but it is. A new Jerusalem is seen descending And not only that, but God himself says he will dwell in the midst of his people. And then this verse, a verse that nearly always brings tears of joy to my eyes. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear away from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning, or crying, or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. My friends, if you're looking for a definition of hope in the midst of your own pain, and loss, and suffering, may I suggest this this verse cannot be bettered. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. God himself promises that he will wipe away the tears from your eyes. And when you think about it, there's such tenderness there. There's such intimacy, such love for each person in their pain. Your pain, my pain. I think one of the problems with the word hope is that we tend to bandy it around, don't we? wait for the theme tune to go. I think one of, the, one of the problems with the word hope is that we tend to bandy it around, don't we? Politicians talk about hope. Adverts on TV talk about hope. But real hope and lasting hope isn't a fancy or a feeling, although God is intimately interested in our feelings, don't get me wrong. Neither is it just an aspiration. No, real and lasting hope is based on a promise. God's promise that we can have hope because He is with us in all things and that His future plan for this earth goes beyond our wildest imagination. But so you might be sitting there, whether that's at home or here in, the, in church, 
and thinking to yourself, well, hmm, that's all very well. But how does all that talk of a new heavens and a new earth help me in the here and the now, in the day-to-day grinds, and in the day-by-day missing and mourning of a loved one? While John the Apostle, this old man who has been dazzled with this heavenly vision, this technicolor presentation, then hears the thundering voice of the Almighty himself. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. God himself says that he will make everything new. God himself promises that death is not the end. God himself assures us, beckons us, invites us into this glorious picture where all sorrow and sickness and pain and loss and disease and heartache is dealt with forever. C.S. Lewis, the author of the Narnia Chronicles, very well-known Christian apologist of the last century, said this, There are far better things ahead than anything that we leave behind. Really? You might say. How? And so I want, you to, I want to point you to the cross. This magnificent rendition of the cross here on the wall behind me reminds us that our hope is built on the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Nothing more and nothing less. The cross stands forever to show us, remind us, and challenge us to consider that God's love is bigger and higher and stronger than anything we can imagine. And God's incredible and strong and tender love is available to us all today. Before this service, I was uh, leafing through the leaflets, the orders of service of funerals I've taken over the last few months, and, and reminding myself of the people whose services I've taken. And I'd imagine there are quite a few people who would have joined us today, and yet this virus has made us fearful. And yet our Lord Jesus Christ stretches out his hands to us in the midst of all that we're going through to offer us his hope and his love in the midst of our pain and our loss and our fear. As C.S. Lewis said, Jesus is beckoning us to the better things that lie ahead of us in the glorious destiny of the children of God. At the end of our reading we hear this. To the thirsty I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. Those who are victorious will inherit all this, and I will be their God and they will be my children. Are you thirsty for hope? Are you weighed down by loss? Then come to Jesus, the living water, and he will fill you with his light and his love and his hope. 
in his name. Amen. Thank you, Peter. And we're now going to have our second hymn, Lord of All Hopefulness. It's a, it's a lovely hymn because it traces through the day. The first verse speaks of our waking, and we work through the day until the last verse speaks of when we lie down to sleep. And uh, it reminds us that through the day, whatever it brings, whatever sadness we feel, whatever problems we face, that the Lord is with us through the day. So, Lord of all hopefulness.
And so we light our final candle. We light this candle in thanksgiving. We are grateful for the gift of life, even though life does not come without pain. We are thankful for the person whose lives touched and changed our lives. We are thankful that memories can help heal grief and bring us into deeper understandings of ourself, the world, and our relationship with God. We are thankful for love that never dies. And now Eleanor is going to lead us in our prayers. After each one, I suggest we say together, God of hope, shine your light on them. I'll say it first, and then we can repeat it together. And then after each one, we'll hear that chorus again to give us time to reflect and think who we might be praying for as well. So firstly, we pray for those who surrounded and supported us in our time of need. Eternal and loving Father, we thank you for all the people who were committed to us at the time of our loss. We bring them into your throne room in our imagination. The doctors and nurses, the funeral directors, the cemetery and crematorium staff. God, we ask you to bless each one, especially right now, as the pandemic brings complications and stress to their daily tasks. God of hope, shine your light on them together. God of hope, shine your light on them. and friends. Create a God who places us in community. We thank you for our families 
and friends. And in a short moment of silence, we can whisper their names, the ones we want to bring specially to God. We thank you for all that we experience together. We ask you to let them know that the joy and the friendship we share is a gift from you. May they know that you are always alongside them, especially at this difficult time. God of hope, shine your light on them together. God of hope, shine your light on them. And we pray for ourselves as we go forward. Loving God, when we fear, when we feel helpless and hopeless, when life is hard going, please bless us with your love because you are the source of our security. You give us the strength to go forward and you give us the hope that we need. God of hope, shine your light on us together. God of hope, shine your light on us. together we can say quietly the Lord's Prayer. Now this is uh, the modern version and it's printed in our leaflets for those of us who have leaflets. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen.
And so we come to our final hymn. It's one that may not be familiar to all of you, and it's called In Christ Alone. And it reminds us that uh, he is our hope and our strength. And it speaks of not only our hope and our strength day to day now, but our hope in the future and our hope in eternity. Beautiful words, in Christ alone. In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my soul. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace, when fears are still and striving cease. Comforter, my all and all. Here in the love of Christ, I stand. In Christ alone, who took our flesh, fullness of God in helpless faith. This gift of love and righteousness Spawned by the ones he came to save Till on the cross as Jesus died The wrath of God was satisfied For every sin on him was laid Here in the death of Christ I live Till he 
Come to the end of our time together. Thank you for joining us today, whether you've been here in person or you've joined us online. And I trust that these uh, few minutes together have been helpful to you, a comfort in your sadness, but also bringing joy in your uh, happy memories, thanksgiving for the time that you spent with your loved one. We're sorry that we can't offer you tea and cakes. But uh, please do, if you're here, uh, do take a a tea light as you leave. And uh, there's also a bookmark. And uh, we trust that you'll be able to use these at home as a reminder of your loved one, the memories that you've thought through today, but also a reminder of the hope that is yours in the light of the world, Jesus. And now a blessing. And now may the peace of Christ, which passes all understanding, the peace that comes with acceptance and thanksgiving, the peace that rises above the strains of the earth, this wonderful peace of God, be with us and remain with us always. Amen. Thank you.